Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report for five days before Christmas, the 20th of December. Joining us in just a moment, Lowell Ponte. An important article that Lowell has uh, every week, of course, first hour on Wednesday, what I call one of the wise men hours. Lowell Ponte is an amazing author, uh, has uh, so much uh, <laughs> heft in terms of his range of science, um, movies, music, uh, you know, I mean, everything that he covers, he delves deeper than almost anybody I know. And Lowell, you have an interesting article for the pre-Christmas uh, issues. Uh, welcome back to the program. Lowell, are you there? I am here. Yeah, we don't. We couldn't get our Skype going off. now. Your board off is totally screwed up. I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm hearing their feed, and they can't hear me because it says their speakers are off. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's uh, something strange. We had uh, problems uh, on Monday as well, so we had to switch. Uh, uh, to Brad, and I'm saying, hoping that they can fix it up for the next segment. Uh, but obviously, there's something wrong. Somebody's changing settings there, maybe for the previous program. But we need to get things going. Skype is so easy. Uh, you know, you can train anybody to do Skype. Also, they were feeding the Alex Jones, not you. Oh, really? So I was getting Alex Jones feedback instead of because uh, I know he has multiple streams. So I'm not, I'm I'm surprised at that. Usually, the board ops here are really awesome. Uh, Lo, I want you to get into your article. Let's talk about uh, the specifics of, because each time you cover a very important topic. Okay, you've got to tell me exactly when I'm on the air and when I'm off the air. I, I will tell you because I know that uh, when you when you have a phone, you can't tell that we're going into break, and I'll give no. you a kind of a warning. All right. Uh, right now we have the tax bill. Looks like it's going to go through, and I call it the tax bill with warts, but it's going to build up the economy. Eighty uh, percent of people are going to have a decrease in taxes. Corporations get the lion's share, 85 to 90% of the money over 10 years. Uh, the tax um, deduction reductions for the uh, regular classes actually uh, expire in uh, 2025, which means they have to be renewed. So there's a lot of things about it that, you know, they had to kind of riddle around to get it to keep the $1.5 because a lot of people are complaining about the debt. Obviously, these people that complain about the debt and have never been in business, if you want to wipe out a debt, you have to grow your business. 
and uh, Trump knows how to grow the business of America. So um, let's talk about your paper and the important issues here that we need to talk about today because uh, you have, of course, a lot of, a lot of things that are going on. Uh, the, the article that you sent me was uh, kind of like, here's the uh, Ponte Christmas plus New Year prediction text. And I'd like you to go through those predictions you expect for next year. And the top of the article, of course, is taxing time. Okay, sure, Will. Well, taxing time is simply a meditation on the fact that Christmas has a lot more to do with taxes than we may remember. That is, why was Joseph, why were Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem at all when Jesus was born? They were there, says the Bible, because there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and all went to be taxed, every one unto his own city. And so it was that uh, Joseph, who was, says the Bible, of the family of the house and lineage of David, King David, went to the city of David, Bethlehem, for this inscribed enrollment in taxation, the census. And so it is that Jesus was born. Ironically, you see, uh, Caesar Augustus, if this is who, who was behind this census, uh, ruled his empire through coercion, death, and taxes, and yet he was being used by God to help fulfill the plan that fulfilled the prophet Micah's declaration that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. That was all yes. done courtesy of the Roman Empire, which later, of course, would become a Christian empire. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? And God uses evil for good. He uses even the, the beautiful face of evil when it looks right, like the tax bill, which has some beauty to it, but it also has some ugliness. But he, he uses whatever he needs to. And it's interesting that for 31 years we haven't had a tax reform, this will build up the economy, and it will build up salaries. But it's interesting that the same thing that brought Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem to have Jesus is bringing us to a new, uh, I would call, a nexus next year. 2018 is going to be quite a year, isn't it? It is. Now, by the way, the fulfillment of the prophecy by Micah, the prophet Micah, was noted in the gospel named for Jesus' disciple Matthew, who had been a tax collector, Right. So people understand, the way taxes were done in the Roman Empire in that era, the government itself did not collect the taxes. The government simply put out for bid to various private consortia the power, the authority to collect taxes for that year. And different consortia would bid against each other to see who would get the contract to collect the taxes in, say, the Galilee. And... They were given that license for a given sum of money. They paid the government that money up front, and then they were allowed basically to squeeze whatever money they could out of the people. And so, as you can imagine, they squeezed pretty hard. They were given government authority, but they were not government itself. So uh, it's interesting to see that from time to time, Barack Obama, for example, tried to implement the same kind of thing here to bring more and more private tax collectors into the business of taking your money and mine. Trump represents a reversal of a lot of things. By the way, uh, it isn't just the pro-tax cut side. Nancy uh, Pelosi recognized a religious aspect to the tax cut when she said that it would bring about Armageddon, the end of the world. Well, those are religious notions. And, of course, it could bring about an end to her world as a Democrat, 
because the Democrats live on taxes. They live on transferring money from one citizen's pocket into another. In fact, more than two-thirds of all our taxes are basically for transfer payments. They're just to shift money in the economy from one person or group to another. Interesting, isn't it? Well, it shows how cynical it is. There's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that said this was a legitimate function of government. Even when the Constitution talks about providing for the general welfare, uh, as James Madison made very clear in his commentary on the Constitution, and he was the one who took the official notes on the debate as it was happening, uh, the general welfare was a term used to say this can only be used as taxation for things of general benefit to the people, like building a new highway, building a new courthouse, whatever. It cannot be used simply to enrich one particular person by transferring money to them. Most of the members on both parties of the early U.S. Congress understood that very well, as you find from their writings. And yet the term welfare has now been totally turned 180 degrees on its head by recent uh, lawmakers because they want to be able to transfer money from one person to another, from the people who are against them to the people who are for them. It's a kind of, well, if you will, Darwinian evolutionary exercise in creating an evolutionary disadvantage for their enemies and advantage for their friends. Uh, I want to make an analogy, though. I'll just insert for uh, 20 seconds. This is like the vampire that comes too frequently. Instead of just coming on the full moon, he comes every Saturday. And the person, by the time, the last time he draws their blood, they die. And this is what happened with the last election. People got fed up with the vampire of Obama, the abominator, arriving with his tax collectors, and not growing the economy, which is the only way to buy off debt. That's why the debt doubled. So please continue. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, there is, as... uh who is the Reagan economist, Art Laffer, pointed out, there is an optimal level of taxation that people are willing to pay. And if you make taxes higher than that, they will begin using every power at their disposal to avoid taxes. Including offshore accounts, which is estimated with... After all, why did people come to the United States in the first place? A lot of them came to avoid the lack of economic opportunity or economic oppression or excessive taxation where they lived. That's why they came here looking for opportunity. We're on break now. We're going to break. We'll be back in a moment. Hopefully we'll be connected by proper Skype and I'll get it all fixed. They found the issue and it should be fine. We'll connect you by Skype in the next one. You'll know when the breaks are happening. Amazing discussion today. As always, one of our great men of wisdom here in America. And Trump should be listening, by the way. He wants to really make 2018 a great year, not just with the taxes, but for America, physically and spiritually. Listen. Welcome back, and uh, Lowell, let's continue with this line of wisdom. And by the way, I know that Donald Trump listens to watches eight hours of TV. I'm hoping he's listening to this show. We, I believe, have the best show on this or any other network. And the reason is, we're not going to cut it. We're going to tell you classified information. We're going to tell you with why wisdom. We're not just going to scare the pants off you. We're going to always provide solutions, even if you're talking about missile defense. I'm sending a package called the Laser Net Interferometry System directly to the president in the next week. 
I'm sending up other information that I have from my classified sources. I still have them inside the Pentagon and elsewhere. And I have wise people like Lowell Ponte, who's on now every week. This is his hour. And when Lowell comes on, he raises issues that when we face the truth, solutions are not distant or impossible. They're right in front of us. It's like, it's like a man who says, where did I leave my such and such? And it's six inches from his nose. That's what's important. But the problem is you have to ask the right questions to know that the object you're looking for is right in front of you, say on your desk. So, Lowell, please continue. Oh, sure. Well, if we're talking about the current tax reform that's been passed, if you look at, say, libertarian think tanks like the Manhattan Institute, they give it a B- minus as a grade. But they love what's been done at the corporate level. Since 2033 out of the 35 OECD countries have cut their corporate tax rates from an average of 32% to an average of 24%. In the European Union, the average business tax is now 18.8%. So we're not even matching them at 21% in this new tax deal. But at least we're going in the right direction. At least we're incentivizing people in positive ways. And it's important to understand this because until, I mean, when I said, by the way, that we were dealing with the, the previous tax rate, you have to understand we have the highest tax rate in the world that was effectively, that is what corporations actually paid, up to 42%. Whoa. But you added federal, state, and local taxes together. That's one of the, cha- the challenges of our federal system. That is, in theory, the federal government can tax you 100%, the state government can tax you 100%, and the city and local government can tax you 100%. And in fact, what's going to happen with part of this, you're going to see uh, whatever tax advantages certain companies have that happen to be based in California. California will simply raise certain taxes to fill whatever gap was left for them by the federal government. You watch. California, by the way, has also declared, and the legislation will be reasonably studying, how it can get around this limitation on the idea of deducting state and local taxes. You see, a lot of very liberal states have very high state and local taxes on companies, but they've always been able to say, well, you're writing it off your federal taxes. Well, that may be much more difficult under the new tax measure. Not impossible, but difficult. And so California legislatures are going to put together a measure, they say, in the Sacramento Bee, that does what? That declares uh, taxation paid to localities and so on as charity. You're kidding. Paying your taxes to the state and local government is the same thing as donating to a charity by law, and therefore they will say the federal government must allow you to deduct it. You're kidding. No. No, that was in the Sacramento Bee on December 8th, updated the 9th. You know, this is an example of what happened after 2008. We have about a 60% drop in the small mom and pop banks and a 60% increase in the obesity, what you call the financial obesity of the large two failed banks. And what they've done is all this extra money has gone from consolidation of corporations and buyouts and everything else. It's not really grown the economy significantly. And that's why I got a kick out of Obama trying to claim that he, he, that he takes credit for this first year of Trump's 
massive increase in the economy by getting rid of regulations and the promise of tax reform that happened today. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, the Republicans are taking a big gamble here. And that gamble is they want to bring back jobs. They want to bring back money going into the hands of ordinary workers as prosperity increases. But the companies have an alternative. For example, they can get a tremendous discount bringing their money home, their $2.5 trillion plus home that they now have overseas where the taxes have been lower. Uh, But are they going to hire people? Or are they going to find alternatives? For example, the Amazon, the company that everyone loves this holiday, oh, yeah. Amazon has just hired uh, 75,000 new workers that are robots. Oh, boy. Uh, most of them are just used for moving stuff around warehouses and so on. But the point is, those are jobs humans could be doing. And they're going to be done by robots instead, and that you're going to see more and more of that kind of investment just because it makes sense. After all, robots don't unionize. Robots work 24 hours a day without complaining. Robots don't need coffee breaks or vacations or medical care or, in most cases, Social Security payments. So, I mean, it's tremendously effective to use robots. This is why the European Union has been rushing to declare robots officially to be electronic citizens. Why? Wow. So they can be taxed, simply put. And therefore, you see, a company can greatly increase its productivity without hiring additional people in many cases. They may have to hire some people to make or maintain the robots, but that's cheap compared to workers to actually do the work especially when the workers are on strike for $15 an hour. By the way, this movement around the country where you've seen uh, workers at McDonald's and so on demanding $15 an hour, that's very dramatic, but it's almost all funded by labor unions like the SEIU, the Service Employees International Union, which is one of the most left-wing unions in the country. About half their people are government employees of one kind or another. Why why does the SEIU support McDonald's workers getting $15 an hour? Very simple. The unions in their contracts almost always have a special clause that has to do with pay matching and other things. And if the wages of other workers in the economy are suddenly increased, say doubled at McDonald's, That means that the union can then say, well, we now demand under our contract that our wages be increased by $7 an hour. Well, they're already way ahead of that. The government workers are... $140 an hour. Well, I think, uh, what's the ratio difference? Because I've heard that in some parts of the government, federal and state government, that the difference in wages over regular employees doing similar jobs is 40%. Is that true? Plus, it doesn't include all the benefits either. Oh, that's undoubtedly, especially if you throw in the benefits. It's massively true. I mean... Government workers still get pensions, for example, or at least are supposed to, though they often are underfunded by a large margin. Uh, workers, are the Teamsters, for example, who work for and around the government, uh, have discovered in the Midwest that their pensions may be cut by up to 90%. You know why that is? Because, uh, like Caltrans in California, they're funded by international stocks. Our businesses are moved overseas to China, India, and Malaysia, etc. And that's why, because the stock shares... And these companies have dropped like a rock the last few years, haven't they? That is part of it. Part of it, too, is simply the fact that the politicians would rather spend the money now than put it into a trust fund to pay for future things. So what politicians do is they say, oh, well, we assume that this pension fund is going to earn 
9, 10, 15, 20 percent here. Of course, right. but that means right. they have to have less money. Wow. Back in a moment, we'll be back in a moment with amazing information for 2018 and beyond. Message. We had a good discussion offline, but I want to I, I, I want to start it over again because I think it's important. Uh, one of the things is that there's several different things. We, we, we talked about the reduction of taxes for corporations in Europe. It's 18 percent. We talked about this. Uh, the average is dropping, like even in China, now for I think from 35 to 25 percent. What's going on is um, 105 nations also use border taxes, and we're moving toward AI. As you mentioned, 75,000. Robots. Now, they're not yet humanoid robots whose intelligence can pick up an object with their robot hands and do all kinds of things. But we're already seeing it with the personal digital assistant uh, and other things. I'm very concerned that we're not prepared for the singularity of AI infusing our life with everything from a PDA personal digital assistant to a personal health assistant. And eventually worship of the system, the, the, if you want to call it the image of the beast, infusing and taking over lives because... Quote, it's smarter than us. It's faster than us. It doesn't need to sleep. It can be taxed. This is weird, isn't it? Oh, it's very weird, but it, it takes us in odd directions. You know, it's said that the average princeling who was running a European state back, uh, oh, 500, 600 years ago might have been only 20 to 25 years of age. So you've got a rather young perspective on how to do things. Uh, we have gained some longevity since then, and we hope some wisdom. But we're soon going to be facing computers that will have the equivalent of hundreds or thousands of years of human age because they have so many different human minds uh, programmed into them. You know, I used to enjoy playing chess, but now my own computer has a chess program that can beat me every time. And I was pretty well, good player. Yeah, yeah, let me give you some classified information. Uh, you know I had above top secret clearance. And I took care of the employees working on what's called the Virtual World Project, otherwise in the movies known as the Matrix. The primary note of this Matrix is that Shiva Air Force Base and it's a cube at that time in 1994 of Cray 4 computers, and they're moving up to the gallium arsenide quantum chip. And each... Uh, Gallium Arsenide 5 Cray computer could process 100,000 equivalent Cray 4 computers. They had a giant cube underground. They had a node, which is based on the Primus software, for identifying every individual on Earth. We know all your transactions, your social media, everything. And they had cyberspace with an accuracy of GPS coordinates, including vertical dimensions, which they don't give to the public, down to a tolerance of 1.5 centimeters for every building, every roadway, every tree, everything. And so you have to understand... When you marry things like Bitcoin to biometrics, you've got the mark of the beast. Now, the beast system, the first launch of the AI systems, and they tried to do minor ones. The first major launch was 2004. It was a major upgrade in 2010. These AI systems are all simulated artificial intelligence. I'm a programmer. Uh, I'm a mathophile. I start writing nonlinear uh, software in Pascal P01 and machine language 45 years ago on the mainframe computers. I'm getting patents in the next uh, couple months for the neurotron circuit, which is the first truly AI uh, artificial intelligence circuit in human history. And I will have patents on that. 
The reason why I want to have backdoors so that it doesn't become our cyber god. Because right now you have to understand what mankind is trying to create, and this is why you see people like Saudi Arabia and these others doing it. They know the singularity is coming. The phone companies tell you with the iPhone 10 and so on, well, you know, this is great. You have to have ID and can turn the phone toward yourself and do a selfie. The phone will tell who you are from your facial analysis. What people don't understand is they're being slowly trapped into the cybernetic monstrosity of a system that knows everything about you more than your mother, right down to your genetics, your epigenetics, and everything. And with personal wearware, where you can measure your blood sugar and your electrolytes and maybe even your neurophotonic circuits in your body just by wearing something on your wrist, people don't understand that eventually mankind will be captured in an electronic informational cage. And uh, I see this in 5 to 10 years, not 20, 30 years, where a lot of the things we're doing, even fixing the tax code, isn't going to fix the fact that we're heading toward what I call the informational singularity. And even if it's simulated AI, what's going on is very deadly, isn't it? Well, think about it. When they get to know you, they will know every reactive pattern you will have to any given situation. So they can throw a situation at you and know in advance how you're going to react. With a, more than, yeah, with a very good accuracy. And the problem is, you see, these models are getting more and more accurate. Uh, Watson, I talked to the doctors who were involved in Watson at the Academy, and they were there involved with Watson. Watson was called simulated AI. They'll tell you it's AI, but it's not. It takes humans to make algorithms to put into it. A true AI system teaches itself, parses the information. I know how to make a true AI multi-processing, stochastic fuzzy logic, parallel processing, uh, auto-parsing supercomputer uh, array that would process that trillions of times faster than any human and have access to all databases. Now, the problem is we need to get there first to make sure they don't turn it into a cyber god because we're not long away from that. We're 5, 10, 20 years from literally creating systems that will be a cyber god to us. And, we, and the first thing is going to go through banking. Uh, the IRS is actually uh, suing a company in San Francisco for 14,500-plus people's ID, tax ID numbers and, and addresses because when you use Bitcoin, you uh, can't be tracked. You, can't, you don't have to pay taxes. You can move your money all over the damn world. It's got this blockchain technology that allows they to have the history it's like the old story, if you pull a $100 bill through a trailer park, you can tell where that, that $100 bill's been. You know, the fact is... I, I wrote about this on December 4th at Pontification Blog. Right. And what, what's useful to know is they're not just suing, they've won. The courts have ruled in favor of the IRS being able to take this confidential information from this company. So those who bought Bitcoin believing that, oh, well, you would have privacy, you would have secrecy, the government and the tax collector would never know what you're doing, no, no, no. Uh, they're going to know all kinds of things about you. And in yeah. fact, as I speculate in the current column, or pardon me, in the current uh, long study that's going to be out in uh, real money perspectives coming out in January 2018, uh, Bitcoin could very well be a government trap. You know, what if they wanted all this uh, for decades now? They have wanted a cashless society without real money that you can spend apart from the government, and they want to be able to track you by computer in everything you do, everything you buy, everything you want, the way Amazon tracks every computer item you look at, thinking about buying. Have you ever thought it was just coincidental? that one day you looked at buying Dutch ovens in Amazon and for the next three months 
ads for Dutch ovens kept popping up all around you when you went on your computer. That's not an accident. That's all very carefully planned. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that I want people to understand is the future, I had one of the doctors after the conference uh, talk on Saturday, asked me, can we change our timeline? And I said, the timeline we have is the collective consciousness and awareness and willingness to act of all of us. In other words, you can't just take a rail and jump to a different parallel universe. No. We have what we have because of what's gone in the past, but it's our collective consciousness and our actions that cause this timeline. That's why when you look at 2018, my predictions are, number one, we're going to have a trade war with China and we're going to decapitate North Korea. We have to. Number two, we're going to increase cybersecurity, but we're also going to start snooping into people's lives, a new FBI director. This is very dangerous. We're going to see Bitcoin captured. And we're not just nations like Turkey putting it out. We're going to see it captured by governments and by global banks who are going to see it as a new way. And again, remember, you know such agency called the NSA? you know how large their budget is compared to the CIA? It's 400 times bigger. And the budget of the CIA is larger than all other intel agencies on the planet. People don't know this, do they? 90% yep. of what the, what the new NSA does is industrial espionage to control the world economy through corporations. People don't know that either, do they? You don't understand this project at Shriver Air Force Base was an NSA project. The no such agency is getting ready to run the world and make, as the Bible says, the image of the beast. And these morons, I keep on getting morons emailing me, oh, Dr. Deagle, and he's even sending it off to Alex Jones and others. Alex is left smart enough to know this is bad. Bitcoin is dangerous. But these morons keep on saying, oh, I made a lot of money. My youngest son put $5,000 in and in literally a month made 20000 It's dangerous. Get out of it. Don't do it. Don't you understand? You're actually creating a trap. And if this thing bursts, what a mess we'll have. And, and by then, of course, you will not be able to retreat into real money. You will right. Right now, you can switch it into real dollars. But if this thing blows up, you're not going to be back converting it. Things are going to get very, very, very ugly. You're not going to be a cybernetic Bitcoin billionaire. Forget it. You're getting ready for the mark of the beast. Pardon me? Actual And we're coming back and uh Lowell, I'd like you to give some examples because uh, Bitcoin Santa has arrived, and he's uh, he's not the real Santa Claus. He's the Krampus, as the Germans talk about in their mythology. Oh, no, I think Bitcoin, in fact, is designed exactly to get us where the government wants us to go, to a cashless society with an international medium of exchange, not a national one, but one that will be controlled very heavily by the government from behind the scenes via computer, via taxation, and so on. That's what Bitcoin is shaping up to be. And it's one way to get people to let go of what they've depended on in the past. By the way, with time ticking down, uh, Craig Smith, my, my co-author of seven books, uh, whom you see every week on with Neil Cavuto on Fox Business, uh, Craig and I would love to give every two wonderful Christmas gifts. One is our latest book, Money, Morality, and the Machine, a 250-page book. We'll pay for the book. We'll pay for the shipping. We'll pay for a free toll-free phone call. And we'd like to throw in as well this uh, RC, uh, this 
Meditation, the RMP, the Real Money Perspectives book, that has what I'm going to be talking about for the next couple of minutes. We'll throw all of that in. Just call 800-630-1492. The the RMP is free as well. 800-630-1492, like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. A terrific gift to start out the year. And that explains a lot of what we're talking about. What is coming? What is coming? The U.S., when Richard Dixon broke, severed our last link to gold in the dollar in 1971, he had to cut a deal with Saudi Arabia. And that deal uh, is one we've lived with ever since. It is that in order to back the dollar with something other than just the full faith and credit of a bunch of politicians in Washington, uh, the Saudis agreed they would continue to accept only dollars for their oil in exchange for which they wanted U.S. blood. They wanted the blood of U.S. soldiers and our weapons to defend the royal family of Saudi Arabia and to protect their status in the world. Uh, and we made that deal, which you might call a devil's bargain. In any event, you heard Donald Trump's recent speech about foreign policy in which he said uh, that we are now in a new competition with the rival powers, Russia and China, that seek to challenge American influence, values, and wealth. And people might have said, what's he talking about? Well, H.R. Right. McMaster, the National Security Advisor, came closer to answering that by saying Russia and China are engaged in economic aggression and are undermining the international order and stability. What did he mean? Because through this arrangement, the U.S. dollar was supposed to be the world's monopoly reserve currency with all the advantages that gave us because, after all, we print them at no cost. Other countries have to do something uh, in order to acquire them. Well, what China is now doing, and maybe doing by Christmas for all we know, they are issuing the petro-yuan. We have been living with the petrodollar. They now have arrangements with oil producers such as Iran and, to a lesser degree, perhaps Saudi Arabia itself. And, and Venezuela. And Venezuela and others. But they will sell oil, but not for dollars. They want to sell it for yuan through contracts that are backed by gold. In other words, a better contract than what the U.S. would offer to buyers of oil in the world. As China begins to issue that, the dollar could be in a great deal of trouble. Let me throw something in here. Uh, One of the things I know is that the eventual system that the Bible talks about, the mark of the beast, is not going to come from Brussels or Beijing or Moscow. It's coming from America. And if you want to call it the trump card... Uh, is when the special drawing right was given after five years ago, the yuan was backed by gold, and now the International Monetary Fund and their dev this yuan, it's a petro yuan. The response to that is this new Bitcoin linked with your biometrics, settled and, and, and arranged and monitored from U.S. NSA supercomputers all over the country. One facility, for example, outside uh, in Utah, is an area seven times larger than the Pentagon, which is huge. These systems are also in other countries, in Jakarta, Indonesia, in Whitehall, England, uh, in Europe and elsewhere, 
And these are all kind of minor sites, but the primary thing is he who controls the data of money and exchanges of Bitcoin linked to biometrics. That is, quote, the mark of the beast. In response to China, because China could literally blow up the world economy and take over, they've got a plan called 2025, and Xi now is putting a statue of so Mao as the new leader of China with new philosophies that are put there just like uh, the philosophies of Mao, a revision to their actual charter for the Communist Party, and their policy is to take over the world with Belt and Road with their new financial uh, transactions and uh, projections just like the ancient Roman Empire, but they're going to be met by America and the mark of the beast. And the, everything that Trump is doing to lower the taxes, taxes won't matter because the new economy is going to be based on a thing called VAT. Now, Canada was the 67th nation to put a VAT in, and their eventual plan was to get rid of all tax and just have a value-added tax. That's where we're going. We're going to have a cashless system, VAT, that every transaction, including giving your son $10 in his pocket, will have to be electronic in the future, and the government will take their cut, won't they? Oh, they absolutely will, yes. Now, now, let me give you another example from Trump's speech. He was talking about how our NATO allies in Europe were not paying us, as they'd agreed to, for our protection under NATO. After World War II, we put our nuclear umbrella over Europe to protect it from the Soviet Union. Right. As a result, the European nations had a lot of extra money to spend that they didn't have to spend on weapons. They spent it on building welfare states right. to the of American liberals. But what's interesting now is, though Europe still claims it doesn't have enough money to pay us for NATO, they announced less than a week ago that they are now the European Union is going ahead with its own European military under a system called PESCO the Permanent Structured Cooperation Agreement. What is PESCO really all about? Well, they don't ever want a United Kingdom to vote to leave Europe again. And so under PESCO, they will first integrate national militaries into one under European command. Then they will simply make those European militaries. In other words, European countries will no longer have their own militaries, and if they decide to oppose the European Union, they'll suddenly find 20 or 30,000 EU troops in their capital. Wow. And That's, uh, this is why they don't have uh, representation by uh, population. They have bureaucrats in Brussels and in Strasbourg that run the place. We talked, I had a few years ago, I, I talked to an Irish uh, politician who was on the show. And he said 85% of all regulatory bills, etc., are done by bureaucrats in Brussels. So what we have is a situation where we, they want a totalitarian, bureaucratic, and cybernetic AI system running all transactions. This is, this is the essential thing we're seeing here, too, with the right. deep state going against Trump. They want an unelected state. There will be no more democracy. There will be no more people taking votes. Right. That's why, that's why I got a kick out of the left. They, the left are fools because it's like these feminists that are really pushing for their feminist ideals. 93% of abortions are female. The future doesn't need females. 10 to 20 years from now, you won't even be allowed to have a wild reproduction. You'll be forced to actually submit for a license. You'll either get a punch biopsy if you're gay and want to have male, female, ova, and spermate, and they can do it right, right today from your punch biopsy, and your baby will be delivered in nine months at a birthing facility in an artificial uterus. That's what's coming. They'll do polar body exclusion to make sure they're gene complexes that may they're not going to oppose the state. So they can actually see gene sequences. DARPA's been doing work on this for decades, and they know there's a God complex of genes that makes you want to oppose the government. 
So they can do polar body exclusion. People say, Dr. Deagle, you're making all this up. I said, I can give you all the references. This is in the open media. This is not something I made up. And it's, and not, this, so, it's not even classified, is it? This was prophetically seen in the 1930s in a book called Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, too. Right. So that well, people say, that's amazing. And in fact, there's, uh, there's three layers of knowledge. The first layer is open media. If you just read, if you watch movies going back 100 years and, 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 and plays, whatever. And the number two is, is open documents. World Watch Institute. Uh, Council on Foreign Relations, Foreign Affairs Journal, going back to 1973. Ten zones of the world, just like out of the Bible. We are, when you see this tax bill, it, and you see uh, Donald Trump moving the uh, U.S. Embassy to Tel Aviv and promising last year to build a temple, like King Herod Agrippa to rebuild it for the Jews. When you see the world of the uh, petrol yuan, you know you're marching step by step by step with Bitcoin now captured by the IRS and the European Commission on Finance. You see it step by step being captured by the globalists to control you with cashless money. Well, so you you see my new paper on this and our new book by calling 800-630-1492. What a present for Christmas. Great reading for the new year. And it's also free. Thank you. 800-630-1492. Lowell, we need to get you back on soon. Okay, God bless, Dr. Bill. Happy yeah, Merry Christmas. It's a medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com.